0: Welcome to the Lila Life Show. I'm Linda Tate Andrews, your host, Thrive Coach, and consultant, bringing you curious conversations with our peers and experts on integrating consciousness into the modern world. Tune in regularly to expand. Thanks for being here. Brianna, welcome to today's show. Oh, thanks for having me. It's just so good to see you. You are in Indonesia right now. And I feel like yes. just so connected and yet so far apart. <laughs> I know, I know. That's the beauty of
1: the modern world and technology.
0: Yes. And uh, speaking of the modern world, the, the big keystone question of the show is, what does integrating consciousness into the modern world mean to you?
1: Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> well in regards to my business what i do is create conscious consumption so um no matter what we're always going to have consumers it's what makes the world go around and we're always going to be interested in ways to express ourselves like through fashion so my goal with Bonda bags is your fashion choices, your purchase power and your fashionable choices can actually help sustain communities. It can actually help support women, um, children, communities. So it's more than just going and buying an outfit at the store. It's actually buying a story as well, mm-hmm. sharing a story, supporting a culture. So, Um, I think it's important in this day and age because there's so much fast fashion happening and, you know, we're seeing that the fashion industry is probably one of the biggest, um, contributors to carbon emissions. And to be honest, you know, the clothes are pretty crappy. So yeah, I mean, they are, let's be honest. I get it. They're cheap, but I mean, the idea is to go back to how we used to be, where it used to be working with designers, people that are passionate about what they do. And, um, in regards to the bags that I make, what's really cool is that this was a design, a traditional design that was dying. The embroidery was dying. You know, Mm -hmm. these people didn't have any tourism they, they weren't able to sell their bags. And so they were going and doing other businesses and losing a part of their culture And, you know, when I came in there and started like working with these women, now this thing that they learned from their grandma and, uh, you know, or their auntie or whoever, now it was like continuing to thrive. And we're reviving this part of their culture. And they feel incredibly proud that this, their small little village is now, you know, being shown in America. So it's like, and it's cool for someone in America to actually have something that's different as well and unique. And then they can actually know that, you know, the purchase that they've made is helping support a woman. And that's another thing, actually, sorry, another important point that I, I recently found this out. I didn't actually know that this happened, but um, because this is, you know, a village in Sumatra, a lot of women, if they do not have money, they don't get an education and they're just kind of sold off by their family into pre-arranged marriages. And we've created a training program where they can work, they can learn or trade, and then they can do whatever whatever they want with their life. If they want to go get a job somewhere else, they want to get a, like, you know, fund themselves for schooling, they can do that. Now they have an opportunity. So it's like this bag that people are buying, there's so much more into this bag than they realize.
0: Yeah, you're, you know, the power of commerce in that way to mm -hmm. one thing, you're talking legacy, right? Like culture and legacy of, of the, the family and the family lines. You have art like present, like through this Mm -hmm. revival of the pattern. And I'm literally sitting next to my drawdown book right now. I'm I'm sure you're familiar. Um, but this is Paul Hawkins, like assessment, purely analytics of carbon emissions and like the Mm -hmm. top 10 and three of them are about women's health and education and how that Mm -hmm. has extreme effects on global warming. And uh, so I love that, like your bag, (laughs) you know, it's like these tremendous ripple effects that... (laughs) I know, it's so true, right? It is so true. And I mean, we could do a whole episode on women's rights and equality. um, And that's something I'm very passionate about, but it's just like you know, 3% of venture capital funding goes to women. And when I think of that, when I think of that number, (laughs) my skin just, I, I literally, I like, I feel like I have an out of body experience. I'm like, there's 61 percent of the world women. (laughs) And I'm just like, I don't understand. And it's, it's like the obvious, like, oh, well, that's why we're a little quote unquote set back. And yeah, you know, you may hear the fire raising in me right now, but it's like, you know, women in leadership to help let it burn. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Let these numbers flow (laughs) a little bit. Uh, It's so important. And, you know, I think you and I share a similar passion for sustainability. Um, Your education has probably taken you into like a lot of knowledge. I feel like I kind of bootlegged a lot of my knowledge in some of it. And uh, when I was working in finance, I came into impact investing. And that for me, like I kind of felt like I was an internal whistleblower in, in our mm-hmm. company because I'm like, this just feels like a smoke screen. Like if mm-hmm. if one in four dollars are impact invested, like why isn't our goal a lot bigger? And I just started like saying this more and more and more. And uh, but in that process, just started learning just so much and you know, so respect in terms of I guess would you say your s- slow fashion in a way?
1: Yeah, I mean we are definitely definitely slow fashion. Sometimes <laughs> I wish it was a little bit faster. Um <laughs> I am at the mercy of my artisans oh, and when they please. Mm-hmm. But in saying that, you know, I have actually learned a lot from them. You know, I I'm American. I'm used to a certain way of working. I have a certain, certain, certain um, ethics when it comes to work. And, you know, in working in Indonesia, you all of a sudden realize like, wow, I put way too much pressure on myself or I need to just slow down because I'm like, hey, listen, if you make this amount of bags, you can make this amount of money and then you can do with this X, Y, Z with the money? And they're like, well, why would I do that? And I'm like, okay, yeah, I guess you're right. Like, why would you, like, if you're happy the way you are, just (laughs) living how you are and just comfortable. Uh, Granted, I mean, this is when they get to a certain level of comfort, you know? I work with some people that are, you know, incredibly poor and they want to work their way up, but there is like a certain level where they do just kind of relax. Mm -hmm. And so I had to learn to adapt to that and you know right now it's Ramadan for example Ramadan just started and and actually this is this is basically what everyone else is living in the western world the slow down isolation uh you know not really working doing much that's what they do during Ramadan they don't eat all day they don't drink all day and they don't really work much it's just a it's it's a kind of you're just slowing down and um sorry I forgot where I was going with that but uh Yeah, I've learned, like, we are slow fashion. I work around them. um, And I've learned a lot about just being slower generally in in my day-to-day interactions with them and, like, just being relaxed. And they can make mistakes sometimes that I can make a big deal out of, but they just have such a no worries attitude that you're like, okay, you know what? No worries. Let's just just keep rolling with this. Um, And that's something that... We need to understand more in the Western culture. You know, here, I don't these some of these people have been through I mean things you can't even imagine with the tsunami that occurred in two thousand and four. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is actually I work in that epicenter. This is where you know three hundred thousand people were killed. I work with so many people that are, you know, mom, dad, brother, sister, entire family died and they're the only sole survivor. Oh, I have goosebumps today. every time I talk about that. Wow. You know, these people have seen incredible adversity in their life, yet still somehow remain intact. It's still somehow, I don't see them, you know, not that I'm, I have no problem with anyone going to therapy or anything like that, but you know, I don't see them going to therapy and taking pills and suppressed and suicidal. You know what I mean? Like they mm-hmm. somehow they're so resilient. And happy, and I—I the only thing I can think of is their spirituality. They're, this I work, you know, in a very devout Muslim area. They pray five times a day. They have, their spirituality is their, their spirit game is strong. Yeah. and um, you know, and it's this just relaxed, no worries attitude. So, um,
0: yes, they're, slow passion. Yeah, <laughs> and I hear like this value on um, like sufficiency and contentment that, uh, like it's sufficient, right? Like, why would I want that? I have what I need. And Mm -hmm. when I came back from Bali last year, I was like, literally got off the plane and looked around and I, I was pretty sad and angry. Cause I'm just like, we got so much wrong. And I kind of, I felt like Florida has somewhat of a similar climate to Bali mm-hmm. in a way. And I'm like, where's all the natural, like the nature of that was here. Like all the trees, like the swamplands, like I'm pa- picturing back to the barefoot mailman days for those of you yeah. from South Florida. And I, I was just like, God, I'd be like, had have so much cement and these roads and like yeah so some of them are so practical but it was it was making me feel like we could have had a balance in that and just like kind of this time warp of being in Indonesia and you're like oh you know this is a community in the land that evolved this way with these values Mm -hmm. and like, and this is America who evolved in this way with these values. And it's just like, you know, there's obviously so many variables, but my point is like, to me, those just demonstrate how if there's infinity out there, like uh, what what life and what land and what what space can look like and feel like and be like and what those values are. Um, Again, sufficiency and uh, contentment seeming like they're very clear where you are.
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I think that really also stems from having religion. Um, You know, I don't consider myself a religious person and in a lot of ways... I don't agree with religion, um, but there's something to be said for having such a strong belief system and placing, you know, all your faith in, well, in Allah in there, you know, for them. And I think it's what has gotten them through so many of their difficulties in life. And I think it what gives them meaning to life. Um, also children do, you know, you know, for us in the Western world, I'm 34 years old. I'm still like, no, I don't know if I want to have kids or not, you know, are here in Indonesia that, that is so important to a woman. It's so important to have family. So you have these, uh, values that, you know, religion, family, that we we're kind of back and forth about that in America. I feel like you know, for, like for people that are, I'd say more educated, you know, you see that we're not having children and it's like, (laughs) is that the educated thing to do? I don't know anymore. You know (laughs) what I mean? Like, it's kind of crazy. Like, I I feel like we're losing a lot of that, like those values that they have here. And, um, and, but again, it's, you know, I, I really have to say it goes both ways in in a certain sense, but when it comes down to it, Oh, also there's, there's no divorces here, you know, Mm -hmm. like the family, the family game is very strong and very intact. And I think that's also what makes people very well-rounded and happy here. Um, you know, there are some things I don't agree with, obviously when it comes to the culture here and how women can be treated. Um, but, you know, I'm also learning a lot. There's a lot to be said about covering up your body. You know, now I can, I, I can kind of understand more. At first, I was like, I don't get it. They're covered up. It's just so oppressive. But then, you know, after you spend some time, you kind of realize, well, you know, it's about like being respectful. And why, why do you want to show everything? You know, that's only creating more problems for couples and relationships. Um, it, really. I, I no, know I agree. Crazy, no, But it, there's something to be said for modesty. And again, these are things that, you know, I'm an educated woman. I should free the nipple. And, and it sounds counterintuitive. But then when you're actually living in this environment, you're like, well, wait, now I understand. Like, I'm understanding more about why certain things work this way. And I appreciate some of the freedoms I also have. But So there's got to be, you know, a balance between the two. Um, and I feel like, I, I don't know, I, I'm very fortunate to be able to spend time in Indonesia and be in this culture, which is completely different to mine, and have respect for both at the end of the day. And that's, I mean, look, I think that's what life is about, is about balance, and finding the middle way. And, um, and I'm very happy, like I said, I'm very fortunate to, to be there in the middle path as much as I can be.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, it's like that world-rounded experience gives more context to all the different ways. Like it Mm -hmm. makes you extremely empathetic and understanding. To me, this is like where you can land in terms of leadership of like, you know, what is leadership? It's not like you being like, this is the best way everybody do this. It's like Mm -hmm. acknowledging like all the ways and making sense of them. And yes, that's something that like lately has been hitting so strong is like kind of my own issues with leadership because I'm like, (laughs) want to, you know, just ask a few more questions and understand how, you know, in whatever circumstance they arrive to that assertion. And then like, is that the best we could have done? You know, and like, right, yeah. could we get yeah. five or 10 more people involved that have extreme experience in that area? And so to the point of just that well-rounded perspective, um, really like being so helpful. Um, I think this is interesting. Like you're in Indonesia, you have a background in public health, like you're being a boss lady running your Bonda bags. <laughs> um, you have quite like the world you. perspective. Um, you know, you have multiple docu-series and documentary projects you've worked on. Do you, if you could land, and this could be challenging, but I'm mm-hmm. just going to go there. Okay. If you could land on your why, or a few of them, I'd love you to share.
1: Um, my why? Well, okay. You know, um, I feel, and we both come from the same place. I feel like we are incredibly fortunate and blessed. I'm so grateful for the life that I've lived, the parents that I have, the education that I was given. You know, I, I feel like I have been given so much in my life that it would be, I mean, karmically speaking, I would be a jerk if I didn't do what I could do to give back. You know what I mean? Like I have to, like, I feel like it's my duty. It's my responsibility. Um, so everything that I do, like obviously I need to make a living. I need to make money and that's okay. We all need to do that. But like, I, Maybe it's also because, I don't know if you subscribe to astrology, but I'm also an Aries and, you know, we are very passionate people and we like to make sure that we make money off of something that makes us feel good, that we feel proud of, that, that is, uh, puts us in like a leadership role or, um, fights for the underdog, you know, and for me, like with all of my choices in my life, they've always kind of been motivated about like how how can I be better and how can I help people? I'm not trying to toot my own horn here. Uh, it's just the way that I, I've I've been like the way that I am just because I feel incredibly blessed for the life that I've given, because I gotta tell you, like you meet some people that you're just like, wow, they've had such struggles. Um, I don't know if you're still there. Okay. Sorry. Blanked blanked for a second. You know, you meet, you meet people that have such, have been through so much and some people at really young ages. And I, you know, I really just feel so blessed for the life I live. So, um, that's my why that's my why. And, and I'm still learning, you know, as much, I, I keep learning as I go. And I feel like the past few years really have been, um, going in a lot of different directions, but they all have like come to, to also a part of me that's like, I want to be better for myself and I want to, I don't even care about like people knowing. I don't care about like leaving a legacy. I just, I just personally, like I have to wake up every day and feel like I have a purpose for myself. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So that, that is my why. It's just, it's just the the reason that's just who I am really um, you know I feel like really fortunate I keep saying that sorry, I just keep repeating that but
0: yeah it's, no I it's mean my it, why yeah the the amount of appreciation like that to me sounds like a huge driving force in all that you do um it's interesting like this for me this past week and right now you know I'm in America we're in the middle of um, whether you want to say quarantine or lockdown or stay at home, all these different terminologies. And yesterday I, and I kind of went to bed the other night thinking about this. And then I woke up thinking about it and I was like, huh. But I was like, in America globally, we're whether it's the 1%, but I believe that's how the numbers work out. And I was just having this like, really weird moment of empathy where I'm like, God, like this is not the most enjoyable experience that we're in right now for so many reasons. And a lot of those being like more mental health related. Yeah. Um, uncertainty.
1: Uncertainty is a killer.
0: Too. Yeah. Um, but it, it was, I was just like having this perspective about like globally what this experience could feel like. And then what where I felt like I was kind of landing or not landing was around how like, just because we're in quarantine, and then that ends, like that doesn't change. Like this global wealth inequality doesn't Either. change, and yeah, you know it's it's so interesting because you hear a lot of like right now this like one world order, right, or the new world order, new without, world order, yeah, new world oh, yeah. order, <laughs> and uh, but but what I think's interesting is like on some level this sediment, and this is me getting um, like spiritual about it, but it's like that there could be like a better world order for everyone, <laughs> like, like landing Mayor, yeah. and, um, and including like me, <laughs> like, you know, like I, you know, including me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I think when we experience and I watched that video was probably from 2015 about the wealth inequality specifically in America. But then if you were to, you know, look at that even globally, it would be probably 50 times what they were just showing within America. And I don't know why I even brought that up. It just feels relevant to like a global perspective.
1: You know, it's, it's actually relative to even my business. Okay. Cause I think this is where the challenges for people that are not uh driven by their consciousness i am in the business of working with people at a socioeconomic disadvantage women in villages that don't have opportunities i give them a trade i empower them they make money and sometimes they they will leave me and they will go to be their own successful person and I have to accept that and I'm happy to accept that. Mm-hmm. But for the one percenters or for these people that are in power, that is not good business for them. Mm-hmm. So they want to create this uh, disparity because they need people to be lower than them. They don't, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. They need that control. They need that power instead of being happy that the communities are thriving and people are doing well and being successful. No, that's a threat to them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like for me, it's like, Oh shit, I lost my artisan. Like she's going to go move to another city or she wants to go travel or whatever. It's like, Mm -hmm. ah, damn it. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, but that's the point of this. Like, and I'm happy, right? you know, like that's (laughs) mission accomplished. Exactly. (laughs) Like she has an opportunity at life and, but that's not how I don't want to say bad people, but I guess, their consciousness, they're, they're, it's not developed.
0: A different experience you know? and, of consciousness.
1: Yeah, exactly. And for them, you know, the, the goal is to dumb people down, to keep them at a subordinate level so that they can maintain power and control.
0: You know, power, control, and... Manip- I would say more control... Okay, a few things. Personal power feels really important right now. Um, mm-hmm. And then noticing control and manipulation, it's like... And I believe that everything in our own personal lives has this, like, parallel mirroring of of what we see in society. And so what I've been noticing is the role of manipulation in leadership. And, mm-hmm. and just like, I keep ask, I keep coming back to this question around leadership. Cause I'm like, huh? Like, could leadership, maybe it's a different word, even like, maybe we like table the word leadership. And there's just a whole yeah. new word, right? Right. but it's like on some level, when you want people to get behind you and you want to say like, my way is the best way without that empowerment and that like freedom and that getting to know your personal power. um, It's like manipulation and control. That's, you know, and, and I wonder right now how much we've given leadership, manipulation and control, like this sort of ruling force. And can there be something else that creates momentum and gets things to progress and evolve positively, but they come from, I, you know, I hate to say the word collaboration because that's so trendy right now, but collaboration, um, I you know, could there be different values to a new paradigm of leadership that breaks free? And it feels like it has a lot to do with leadership. As a leader, do you have any thoughts you would want to add to that or share in your opinion? Um, uh, well, I could say that, you know,
1: I have, I don't, I'm just going to go ahead and say it part of who I am. is also my consciousness is also developed from psychedelics. Mm -hmm. And I think that is something that people, um, you know, have not when I say people, leaderships, people in high positions, governments, the reason that they suppress, you know, these alternative therapies going to kind of now mixing in my, you know, background with alternative medicine, psychedelics for one is it, it makes people wake up and question the authority and it gives people less like leadership possibilities and authority and, uh, tactics of manipulation because it wakes up the
0: masses, but, that's why it's been demonized. Sorry. This is kind of going off a little bit. No, it feels really important. Like uh, to me, it's like, you know, consciousness. I I got introduced to maps a few years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, what does it stand for? Multidisciplinary association of psychedelic studies. This is based Mm -hmm. out of San Francisco. And I, uh, you know, I was hesitant and nervous around psychedelics because of my upbringing and like the demonization (laughs) demonization of, uh, you know, drugs, quote unquote. And then I'm having these personal experiences and I'm like seeing these clinical trials, treating PTSD and like legitimizing in, in a framework that I felt like I needed. And you have Michael Pollan and his book and I'm like, all right, Right. there's something here. Um, so you're in a safe, a safe space to explore. Explore the, di- the the conversation around psychedelics, and I'm with you. I, I think that it, it's actually really interesting. We're having this conversation because about a week ago. I like came out of a bath and I said I figured it out. Psychedelics are going to fix everything. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's like,
1: like if all the world leaders got together and took ayahuasca, the world would be a completely different place It'd be amazing. Um, so, I mean, the thing is that the manipulation is easy to occur when you create a society that is numb with alcohol, numb with drugs, numb with social media, just zoned out. You know, like and and that's that's what's happening. I mean, we're so distracted, and that's why I think right now, though, um, and, and I'm not. I'm not saying like, it's bad to drink alcohol. Like I really am not saying that I, I like wine, you know, I enjoy wine from time to time, but, um, it, I do believe that now maybe I hope what we're seeing is that people are not going out. They're not partying, they're not drinking, you know, being distracted as much as they normally are. And, and I really feel like there's a shift occurring People are now kind of waking up. At least this is what I'm hoping is questioning leadership and they're questioning authority and they're questioning, you know, is this manipulation? Like what's really going on here? And I think it's because they have less distractions. Because it's easy to just accept everything when you just drink and party and don't care about anything. And you just live your life and okay, Monday to Friday I'm gonna work for the man and then Saturday, Sunday I'm gonna go out and, you know, spend my money on whatever on dinners and drinks and shopping and whatnot, you know what I mean? So right now people are actually spending time with themselves for once. And maybe the, some that's obviously a difficult situation to be in, you know, for those with mental illness, I, I feel terrible for this situation for them, but for a lot of other people, I mean, I really, I'm hoping that maybe people are kind of starting to question their life and question what's been going on in the world and and question the information that they're getting and hopefully starting to connect dots and see like, okay, like has the life that I've been living like a conscious one? Like now I'm, I have time to examine my choices. I had a lot of people actually that have said to me, oh my God, I realized that I actually don't know what to do with myself now that I can't go out to drink and, and eat. Mm-hmm. And that, cause that's what they, that was what they do. I don't like, even like you do. do. I, I don't even know what I, I like. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, what, what can I do? Like, I don't know what to do with myself. And I'm like, wow, okay, well, now's a good time to start figuring out, like, if you have to take away the spending ability, like, who are you? Like, is that, that's what you are? You just spend mm-hmm. and consume? So, um, yeah, I, I just hope that now people are really kind of starting to sit with themselves and and then recognize, you know, maybe I have been living, like, under this disguise of what success is and, and, uh, listening to, you know, what everybody, what society dictates for me and and what's supposed to be important. And it's, and now we realize like, it's not, I don't see Hollywood saving anybody. Where's our, you know, where's Superman and all these people like, no, it's, it's the farmers. No, it's the doctors and nurses. And, you know, it's the people that are actually contributing to society. And so they're the ones that are making a difference. Like, you know, what are you doing? What are we doing? Like, this is a time where we all have to kind of, I think, reevaluate our lives. So, it's the coronavirus is like the great equalizers, what I've read. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And there's an opportunity. I mean, when you're saying like asking the questions, like the first step of that, just of that awareness of like, huh. And I think the important thing is like, it doesn't sort of matter yet where you land in the questions. Like, cause right. for some but it's people, you're asking exactly questions. like, cause that could be overwhelming if you've never questioned your life and now you're like, Oh yes. shit. <laughs> like, Oh God. Like, and I personally, yeah. I, I was like a couple weeks ago, I was going through this really like intense sadness and grief of I feel like everything I've known in my life was like based on lies truly like that's where I was feeling this Uh, deep deep sadness and you know I recognize like feeling through that is so important and uh and just acknowledging that for a lot of us and like you even mentioning like you're reigniting your passion like we're in the middle of this like re-identifying that isn't necessarily easy. Like leaving for me a seven year career in finance to be an entrepreneur, I was so depressed for like six months because I had gripped so tightly to this idea of like wealth management, vice president, and like that right. felt powerful the ego, right. yeah. ego, you know, the so ego. this mm-hmm. de-stripping of the ego and on like a collective level in a lot of ways, like that's what we're going through. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um,
1: I feel like there is, I I really, I mean, I, I'm being naive and I hope to believe that there is, you know, a conscious shift occurring right now. I really, I really hope that is the case. And, um, I think it is. I want to think that it is. I think it is. Um, Otherwise, we're screwed. <laughs> okay, <so. laughs> Otherwise, I, I, you know, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, but
0: I think that, I, pa- yeah, the, the, the holding on to hope, like this to me reminds me of when you were saying how um, in the town you're in, like they're using their faith and religion so strongly and like that having such a force in their life. Like I think that hope right now for us in that new way in the collective and consciousness up leveling like is what's going to bring us together well yeah
1: you know I do believe because like everything is energy right like Mm -hmm. everything that we do say think feel it's it's at the end of the day it's all energy exchanges and so if I think like more people now a days are interested in you know meditation for example Mm -hmm. and I participated uh, in a a few weeks ago in this like mass meditation I don't know if you did it it was yeah uh, you did yeah again and And, you know, like, I don't know, I I felt like I I meditate and I, this meditation, it felt more charged. I can't, Mm -hmm. I can't explain it, but I I did actually feel like there was something different. I I could feel like the collective doing it with me. It was really powerful. And I know it sounds cheesy, but I, I really did feel that. And I, I can tell you, I don't, it's meditation is a a bit of a challenge for me. I am doing it. Um, but I, I'm, like I said, I'm an Aries and my mind is always moving and my body needs to move. So for me to sit still, it is a challenge, but it's meditation has been really, really good for my life. And this particular meditation, I was like, wow, I really felt this. Like I felt actually it was weird afterwards. I felt like kind of high. Like I felt really like zoned out. And like, I felt like this beautiful energy coming into my body. It was really, really awesome. And, um, so I'd like to think that, you know, we're seeing more and more people waking up and that energy of waking up questioning or, uh, waking up and doing better things for yourself and meditating or eating healthy, or just being more mindful, like, that that's all this like positive energy that's going to have like a collective boost to their morale. You know what I mean?
0: Totally. You're familiar with the Schumann resonance. Are you? No. Oh gosh. So for me, like I I'm pretty into, um, like science oddly, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I never thought I was like smart enough to be good at science. Um, but mm-hmm. the human resonance is like a measure of energy. And so it's the actual okay. electromagnetic waves. This oh, is yes.
1: Okay. I've seen that. Yes, yeah. Yes, and yeah. so
0: specifically on those days of that global uh, meditation, it was like yes. off the freaking charts. Yes. And, uh, yes. I don't know. I like I seeing see that it's like, you're not crazy. Like you're feeling all the good vibes because yes. they're there. Yes.
1: Okay. Yeah. I, I did see that. I did see that. And I, w- I wanted to bring that up, but I couldn't remember what it was that I saw, but I, I was like, wait, was there like a something happening in the, in the atmosphere? I can't remember, but yeah, that I did see that and I saw that afterwards and I, yes. And it was, I was like, okay, like, it's not in my head. Like I'm not one, I'm not one of those people that like, and then be like, ah, I, I over-exaggerate. If I don't feel something or it's not there, it's not there. I'm not going to try to like search for it. And, but that, that particular day, like if I can't meditate and I'm like, I can't focus. I'm like, I can't focus, you know, I'm not going to pretend to myself that like I had a good meditation session No, this one was, there was something different. I felt it. I felt like high on the energy afterwards, like very, like just, it was really powerful. And, um, you know, and I, I do believe that The more we, you know, have these conversations, the more people are, you know, because it can be kind of, um, intimidating to put yourself out there talking about psychedelics, talking about meditation, talking about consciousness, talking about these things, at least, you know, when I was studying, you know, I studied alternative medicine, I have a degree in that. And that was, it was one of the first schools to offer a degree in that. And that was in 2008, Mm -hmm. um, you know none of, none of this conversation, none of these conversations were happening. And so I really felt like completely, uh, like an outsider. And it's actually really only recently, um, that I've been feeling more like, I don't care anymore. You know, (laughs) I, I, I feel like I have a successful business. I'm doing good things with my life. So like, if someone wants to call me cuckoo or whatever, I don't care. Like, I really don't care anymore. And I feel like I'm, well-rounded and happy and, and it's important to share this because it can be, you know, potentially life-saving for some. And, you know, I, I was a little bit quiet. I have been very quiet about, you know, using psychedelics. I had a whole year of ayahuasca journeys and honestly, it completely changed my life for the better, best thing I've ever done for myself. Um, but, you know, I, that stigma is still there and that judgment is still there. And I have been, you know, I don't want an open book about it, but lately I've been sharing more and I realized how much more people like want to know more mm-hmm. and they'll quietly come to me and it's like, don't, I, I, you know, don't tell anybody, but like, I'd like to know more. And it's like, I don't know where we, why do we have this fear? Like, is I it know. because <laughs> the war on drugs in the eighties that Reagan started? Like what, you know, like, why are we so scared to have these conversations?
0: Um, the first but, time I tried a psilocybin, I was like just cried. You know, this was a very mild dose, and I crying and I was seeing everything like so crystal clear and feeling like my heart so full of gratitude. Mm-hmm. And I and I just like, why doesn't everybody have this? Like, I was so I'm just like asking like God like. Cause it's gives you this set point of what's available. (laughs) You know, I know what real gratitude feels like, like I'm to my tears because water is so freaking amazing. Like (laughs) that's a perspective shift. That's awesome.
1: Well, you know, the, like these substances, they help you like see things and feel things at almost like a molecular level. Right. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you're basically uh, able to tap into energies and, 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 you're able to tap into, to like, actually like the conscious collective and, and mother earth and all the things that we, we really don't pay attention to. And if we did maybe pay attention to more, like then actually half the things that we worry about in our life would be completely insignificant. Um, so I just feel like, you know, for me lately, uh, I, I, I was mentioning to you earlier, like earlier, I I feel very proud about the business that I've built um, with Bonda bags, but I did kind of neglect this other part of me that was this natural health advocate. And lately with all the, with the situation with COVID and, and, you know, seeing this idea lingering that there could be these mandatory vaccinations. And then we're seeing, I just posted something the other day about like, clinics that are treating people with vitamin C being raided by the FBI. Wow. Like this, this, yeah, this push for mandated medicine, it, it's like, it, it really strikes the nerve with me because again, it's like, I feel this need to defend, you know, the rights of of the alternative medicine community, which has been demonized and ostracized. And, and it's just insane how people can not understand that, like, that, I mean, we've been healing ourselves naturally and we have an immune system for a reason. And and we've made it this far as human beings, obviously we wouldn't have survived if we didn't have like this innate ability to heal. But I think what's happened is we're so far removed from what is innate in our bodies and what, like, we're just out of touch with ourselves, you know, we're completely out of touch with, with nature and, and this is why you know we're so sick, and this is why we're so unhappy, and this is why we're not conscious. But I do hope that you know because of what's going on, that we can actually hopefully change what could be potential mandated medicine, or who you know, you know, all the conspiracies out there. I hate to even say that we're a conspiracy because. It's just a made up word from the CIA. Yeah.
0: Alternative, <laughs> the- was <laughs> alternative
1: yeah. theories. Yeah. And it's like alternative theories are generally really actually what's supposed to be the way, but you know, alternative means we can't control it. We can't monopolize it. We can't
0: profit from it, you know? So it's just, uh, it's an interesting time that we're living in.
1: Interesting yeah. time that we're living in. Well, and
0: it, it comes back to me. And, you know, as we're wrapping here, like a lot about the values and like the ability of societal values shifting, of collective mm-hmm. shifting, of what's important to you. And as we're all going inside and then making, you know, one little different decision, right? And like right. another one little different decision, that's like, that's where this re energized ripple effect comes from. And you know i think for you and i and many it's like just reintegrating that value system and living from there and yeah and like holding the hope and vision of what this can all look and feel like and you know, if you're listening, um, and, and two things, like if anything in this felt triggering, just to understand like within yourself, what what that is, like what construct is being triggered from a different lens and uh, just asking yourself like, what's important to you. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely, oh, Brianna. Thank you so much for being here today. And, oh, oh, yeah. Is there anywhere special you want to direct people so they can come find you and meet you, whether on the social media or your website? And we'll um, share all this.
1: Well, yeah. uh bags for all your ethically stylish needs. Awesome. <laughs> Helping support and power women. Mm-hmm. One beautiful accessory at a time. And um, and if you're interested in alternative medicine and thought provoking content. Um, that would be my other, my other baby, which is medicine earth.
0: Is that medicine earth.com? Uh, oh, sorry. Um, so
1: on Instagram, you can find me at medicine underscore earth.
0: Okay, cool. And I have
1: a YouTube channel with my series, um, still a work in progress, but that's medicine earth as well. No cool. underscores medicine earth and yeah, you know, either one, I'm just, they're both very important to me. And the idea is that just let's all work together to do better, be better and, and make this world a better place. Right. Do better. What else be is there better. to do?
0: I know, right. What <laughs> do, else is there to do? Do better, Come be on, better. That, I want that on a t-shirt.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But you know, be, keep doing what you're doing. Cause you're, you're right there too.
0: I love it. Thanks, girl. Well, uh, thank you everyone. And uh, we'll catch you on the next episode and have a wonderful day. Awesome. Thanks. Check out patreon.com slash Life to show your ongoing support for the show. Thank you so much for being here. Without you, this would really mean nothing. Have a great day.